On today's Locked On Royals podcast, we're going to dive into the Kansas City Royals week ahead. What should you be watching for this week as the Kansas City Royals take on the Minnesota Twins and the Boston Red Sox? All this and more coming up on today's Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals. Your daily Kansas City Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, Royals at gmail.com. On today's edition of Lockdown Royals, we're going to dive into what you should be watching for this week as the Kansas City Royals get set to take on the Minnesota Twins and the Boston Red Sox. Another week for the Royals as we inch closer to the final game of the regular season. And for the Royals season, of course, it will be over in just a few games. But what should you still be tuning into as the season draws to a close? We'll talk about all that on today's show, but thank you so much for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Royals baseball. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. Part of Lockdown Podcast Network, where we have you covered with Lockdown Jayhawks, Lockdown Mizzou, Lockdown K State, Lockdown uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Plus, of course, Lockdown Royals, every NFL. NBA, MLB show, college shows as well. We've got you covered a busy time of the year. Things are starting to overlap here. Uh, And so I want to take you through what's happening with Kansas City and kind of try to sell you on why you you should check in with Kansas City this week, despite their uh, 57-85 record uh, in this season. What's ahead this week for Kansas City? Why these games still matter? and uh, what you should be paying attention to. We'll talk about all that coming up. I know it's a busy time. School starting back for uh, a lot of people, you know, families and people individually, everything. Plus, you know, you've kind of turned your sights on to the Chiefs. You've turned your sights on to, you know, college football. Uh, but there are still some important things to take care of, even as the Royals sit right now, uh, buried, you know, 19 games back of the division and, uh, 22 and a half back of a wild card slot. Still a lot to look forward to. So the Royals had an off day on Monday. They take on the Twins for a three-game set when, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then they play Boston Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, before another off day on Monday. So this week is set up pretty well in terms of rest, in terms of um, you know getting... Into a groove. The, the the two series, of course, are on the road, though, going to Target Field in Fenway Park this week. Tuesday, it's Chris Bubich on the bump. Wednesday, you got Zach Grinke. Thursday, Daniel Lynch. Friday, you're likely going to have Brady Singer, uh, then John Hazley. Saturday, then kind of circle back around, uh, likely to Chris Bubich. 
if, if, if I had to guess. That's not been officially announced right now. Um, but like I said, Tuesday will be um, Chris Bubich, and then Wednesday will be Daniel Lynch. Thursday, Zach Greinke. And so I would imagine you circle back to Brady Singer sometime uh, Friday or Saturday. Uh, he pitched on Sunday, so you know, likely Saturday. That would be a, a crucial start for him in Boston on uh, Saturday afternoon. So this week, you're looking at these young pitchers. I think that this is kind of the story. On Tuesday, you want to see how Chris Bubich performs. Uh, he's been up and down. He's been a roller coaster type of guy this season. He's had stretches where he looks dominant. He's had stretches where he doesn't look like a big league pitcher. He's had stretches where he looks like a solid, you know, four or five kind of guy in your rotation. He's kind of had the entire spectrum this season for himself. Uh, so you, you want to watch him, see how he, he reacts. I think it's important to watch Daniel Lynch as well. Daniel Lynch is a five ERA this season. And you know, at times he's looked solid. Mostly, though, he's looked bad. And I, I think that you've got to figure out what you need moving forward for this rebuild. And it sounds difficult, right? Because, you know, I get the frustration. I think that the frustration is shared between the fan base and the organization. You think about this from both sides of it. What did the Royals spend draft capital on, which is their biggest resource? Their biggest resource is draft capital, is draft picks. They spent it on pitching. They spent it on Brady Singer. They spent it on Daniel Lynch. They spent it on Chris Bubich. They spent it on uh, Jackson Kolar. They spent it on Asa Lacey. They spent it on Frankie Mazzanato. Or Mazzano, Mazzazzo. You know, they spent it on these these guys. They spent their most they spent their most coveted resource. They spent their uh, their biggest chips to, to improve their team on. Brady Singer, Chris Bubich, two first-round picks in 18. Uh, Daniel Lynch, a first-round pick in 18 as well. You know, three first-round picks in 2018 were spent on starting pitching. That's not even to mention Jackson Kowar, not even to mention Asa Lacey, who can't even get on the field, and whenever he does, he's terrible. It's not to mention another top-10 pick on pitching last draft. You know, this is what you've spent your bread and butter on, and they all, besides Brady Singer... Haven't panned out. None, none of them have, besides Brady Singer, have panned out. So, so I get the frustration when you look at how to improve this team, and you say to yourself, "Wow, you know, you 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 could bring back Zach Greinke to be a solid fifth starter. You have your number one starter in Brady Singer, but you need to find a two, a three, and a four. And this is why the Royals invested in pitching because it's hard to find a two, a three, and a four in free agency in Kansas City." Because what's the currency of baseball? Pitching. What costs the most in free agency? Pitching. What is the hardest to find if you're if you're a small market? Pitching. So the idea behind drafting, you know, multiple first round picks in the same year as, as college pitchers, then doubling back down with the top five pick in Ace Lacey, then doubling back down with a high school arm and Frank uh, in the top ten last year, then doubling down, you know, and continuing to double down with Jackson Kowar and guys like that. The idea behind that was a solid idea. It was a solid strategy. It was one that, that you can't have any holes in, but the fact that they don't pan out then sets you back a bit because that's the toughest area to, to regroup. That's the toughest area to um, you know mend if you're Kansas City. Now, could you have a storybook season where you go sign you know, Jason Vargas and you go sign 
uh, Jeremy Guthrie and you go sign these guys that uh, just have put it all together at the same exact time for one sloppy, you know, five innings at a time grouping to you turn it over to your dominant bullpen again, your historic bullpen again? No. Because if you could do that, then that bullpen wouldn't be generational. That bullpen wouldn't be historic. That bullpen wouldn't be what we know it was. If it's generational, if it's historic, which it was, that just can't happen. You can't depend on that happening ever again. So I totally get the idea of investing in starting pitching. And now you've kind of found yourself in an area where your biggest need, your biggest area to improve upon is the toughest to acquire in baseball, but especially for Kansas City, especially for a small market. So I get the frustration. I do. And so I want to see these young pitchers down the stretch. These are going to be the last two, three starts for these guys of the season. The season ends October, you know, what, 1st, 2nd? You know, these are going to be the last few starts for these guys. They start every fifth day, and it's already September 15th. So I, I, I want to see, you know, uh, September 13th. I, I want to see Chris Bewitch. I want to see Daniel Lynch. I want to see uh, Brady Singer continue to shove as, as a guy that, you know, we're very excited about in Kansas City, and, and for good reason. He, he's been dominant in Kansas City, especially for uh, the latter half of this season. But I, that's what you're watching for this week. You're watching for the Chris Bubiches. You're watching for the Daniel Lynch. You're watching to see if John Hazley uh, can't turn it around post-injury. That's kind of what you're all in on right now. And even whenever you go beyond just, you know, the, the, the people you've invested in, even the people you thought were diamonds in the rough, even the people you thought were hidden value, so to say, for lack of a better word. And by that I mean Brad Keller, who you got in the Roll 5 draft, you know, Carlos Hernandez. Those guys looked great last year. Hernandez was fantastic last year in September. Uh, Brad Keller was stellar, uh, you know, in the COVID season. And, um, you know, this year he started out good. And then fell off very, very, very quickly this season. Like even those guys took a step back, who, who you thought you kind of struck gold with. So everyone in your pitching staff, besides Brady Singer, took a step back, and that's what you need for next year to be success. Is you need to find three starting pitchers. That's not to mention any bullpen help. That's not to mention any you know swing starters. That's not to mention any depth at the pitching position. You know you need three starters minimum to be in, to be a much improved team next year. Or you need these young guys to take that step in their re- in their in their development, and so that step, you know, that step can can come next year. Uh, it can come this off season. It can come at the end of this year. Who knows? But you need to see it take place. So the biggest thing you're watching for this week is another another turn through rotation for Chris Bewich, another turn through rotation for uh, Daniel Lynch, another turn through rotation for John Hasley. What I tell you right now. Another thing that you should watch out for is BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports this season. Find all latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and best way to bet and check up on all your favorite teams, events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over right now to the website today or even use your mobile device and learn more about the trends in action this season. BetOnline is where the game starts. Make sure you check them out today at BetOnline.net. Folks, it's this easy. Type in BetOnline.net. You go to their sports book, and whenever you do, 
bada bing, bada boom, as you open the sports book, you will see a plethora of bets you can make, starting with baseball. Uh, you, you can bet on every baseball game, uh, but if you know, betting on football is more your style, you can check out uh, the Chiefs, minus four and a half at home, home opener Thursday against the Chargers. That's going to be a very fun game to watch, and I know all of you are looking forward to that. You can also do a very fun thing like MLB Future. So if you just have a strong feeling on who you think is going to win the World Series, you can bet right now on World Series winner. So, for example, the Dodgers right now are the favorite, plus 275. The Astros, plus 425. The Mets, plus 500. The Yankees, plus 600. The Braves, plus 700. And the uh, Cardinals, plus 1,800. Check it out today with the future bets, with the single game bets, as the Kansas City Royals are one-and-a-half run underdogs against the Minnesota Twins on the road. Check them out today at betonline.net. Go right now for all of your sport betting needs and have some fun. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball for your next listen, please go check out the Locked On MLB podcast for the national perspective on baseball. Also, check out Locked On Chiefs as they get you ready Monday through Friday for the Kansas City Chiefs week-by-week season. And this week, of course, they're recapping that huge win against Arizona and previewing this short turnaround as you see the Chiefs and Chargers get together on Thursday night. So that's going to be very exciting. It's going to be very fun. Uh, make sure you check that out as well uh, and, and see how the Chiefs fare. Also, if you're a college fan, Locked on Mizzou does a great job. Locked on Jayhawks does a great job. Locked on uh, Wildcats, everything that you need, it's all there. Go check them out right now. As we mentioned before, the, the national show, Locked on will be, will have you covered down the stretch of this season with a very fun playoff chase going on right now in the Central Division and also in the in at least. So what else did you watch for? We discussed the pitching side of things where I want to see how these young players react. I want to see how these young players, um, you know, I want to see how these young pitchers perform in their last few starts of the year. At the plate, though, I think it's going to be very important to have guys like MJ Melendez and Bobby Witt Jr., um, Heading to the offseason with a lot of confidence and a lot of success. And in my opinion, Mike Matheny should scrap the spreadsheet. And guys like Nate Eaton, guys like Kyle Isbell, guys like Jim Melendez, Bobby Witt Jr., Vinny Pascantino, Nick Prado, uh, Drew Walter, uh, Drew Walters, those guys should be in the lineup every single day. Mike Massey, those guys should be in the lineup every single day. Don't care how you're going to slice them together, how you're going to compile them. Those guys should be lined up every single day. Enough with the Hunter Dozier stuff. You know, you don't need any spot games for Sebastian Riviera or Ryan O'Hearn. Like, you don't need those kind of guys in the lineup. Get these young guys as many at-bats from now to the end of the year as you can, especially this week uh, as you face off against the divisional foe. Uh, and let's just get them 
experience and not just experience but you know valuable film and kind of uh, adjustments that they can take into the offseason of seeing themselves take on big league pitching the most amount possible and different guys different stuff different arm angles different everything that you see and experience in a in an MLB game like I, I want these young guys to have a ton of resources to use for their offseason development as you get you know, a month or two out from this season. And guys start to prepare for next season. I mean, this is the, you know, probably the shortest offseason in sports, right? I mean, you go, you know, you go, you know, February through through the end of October, you know, and you're off November, December, and then half of January if you're a pitcher. Like, pitchers report, what, the last week of January or so usually. Um, you know, not to mention winter meetings in December, which, of course, is more of a front office thing and uh, any other extra work that you do. So, I mean, they, they've got to ramp back up. You know, right after Thanksgiving, probably they start working out. You'd say maybe the first of December or whatever. You know, so so whenever they get to their workout programs and their offseason programs, um, I, I think that I think that you know you want them to have as much experience to pull from and as much um, resources to pull from as possible. And the only way to do that, really, and the only way you can help them right now, is by getting them at bats. You know what Hunter Dozier is. He's not a very good player. You know what Ryan O'Hearn is. He's not a very good player. You know what Sebastian Riviero is. He's not a player that you're going to want to play every single day or even come close to it. He's a solid backup catcher, you know, if you want to use him as a backup catcher. You know what these guys are. They're not very good. So play the guys who you still have questions about. Play the guys who you still have faith in to uh, become everyday players, become high-priority bench players. Like, play those kind of guys every single day this week is what I hope that the Royals do. Uh, now, can you get can you get Matheny to scratch the spreadsheet and to just play these guys no matter what the, you know, spreadsheet says whose turn it is? Who knows? Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Um, but... That's kind of what I hope happens this week and what I'm watching for this week is how whenever those guys do get an opportunity, how they look, how they approach every at-bat, how they approach the different circumstances that they find themselves in, how they approach the different pitchers, like in terms of if they're facing off with a, a junk baller or a, or a fireball or how, how they kind of change the way that they stand, how they kind of change their approach and when they attack pitches and et cetera, depending on what the guy can throw, what the guy can can do. So that's kind of what I'm watching for, the young pitching, the young hitting are two big things for me this week. So what would be an acceptable week? What would be a week where, you know, you come out of it and you say, you know, the Royals all consider this a good week for Kansas City. They play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So through those six games, two three-game sets between playing Boston and Minnesota, what would be a successful you know, week? I think that you win the Brady Singer game. I think that um, you can win the Zach Grinke game. I think that one of the young pitches between Brubich, Lynch, and um, Hazley can get you a win. I think that if between these six games you come away with three wins, that'll be a very successful, a very successful weekend, a week for Kansas City. That's what you're hoping for. 
Uh, oh, and six obviously is, is the worst. And then I would even accept you know a two win week for Kansas City, just given you know it's on the road, you're traveling, and for the Twins, they still have a lot to play for. I mean, they're playing for their division lives. I mean, right now the Twins are five games back of the division, and we look at the wild card, they're uh, eight and a half. So I mean, if, if the Twins drop this series to Kansas City, that's pretty well ball game on their season. You know, for all intents and purposes, as long as Cleveland and Chicago are, are doing their job. So, to me, the Twins have a ton to play for. To where you might, you're of course not going to sneak up on them, and you of course are going to get their A game. Whereas Boston, you know, Singer I think is going to dominate, and then can you get one game that he's not pitching in against Boston? I'm interested to see how this week unfolds. What are your expectations for this week? What are you watching for this week? Let me know on the YouTube comment section. Let me know on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Let me know on the email address, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. So a lot of ways for you to get in contact with the show. Also, I'm on Twitter at LockdownRoyals for the show and at, uh, at Rylan underscore styles for my personal uh, Twitter account. Check out Lockdown MLB, the national perspective on baseball. Silly does such a great job on the show every single day talking baseball. He has a lot of guests on there as well. Uh, so just, you know, for example, you can go and, and, and he talked about, uh, he talked about uh, the Mariners, you know, stretch. He talked about Dusty Baker, uh, you know, as, as a guy who needs appreciation. Uh, he's talked about uh, the AO Central at, at, at a large clip as well. So uh, there's a ton of uh, different uh, things to look out for. He's also discussed the new rules. So if you want the national perspective on the new rules, go listen to that on uh, Lockdown MLB. I'm going to talk about the new rules on tomorrow's show. So uh, make sure you check that out as well right here and how they impact the Royals specifically. But if you want the national perspective on, on, on a guy who in Sully has been around the game of baseball for, you know, 50 years, go check him out. He, he can kind of put the the rule changes into more historical perspective. I'm going to put them into more of a Royals perspective in the modern kind of times that we're in. Go check that out today, though. Lockdown Will does a great job. Lockdown Chiefs does a great job for the Chiefs. And we do have two fantastic podcasts for sure. Lockdown Jayhawks, Lockdown Mizzou. Uh, two fantastic shows. Also, of course, go go find uh, Lockdown K-State uh, and Lockdown you know, Nebraska, Lockdown Iowa State. Uh, if we have those shows up and running, go check them out uh, as well. So a lot for you to digest, a lot for you to get to, a lot to stay busy. And we're here every single day for you on Lockdown Royals talking about your Kansas City Royals. So make sure that you check us out as well. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast from. Every episode's free on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything that you need. Go check it out right now. Until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.